back to the statistics on our on our show. Yeah, what are we getting? Uh, what are we getting a month? Three downloads a month. Yeah, three. that's pretty good. That's I mean, it's more than last month. Was one. <laughs> four, four, five. Do you think we should record a podcast? Yeah, let's Maybe. do that. This this was the podcast. What do you this mean? This is the podcast. This is it. <laughs> All right. So we've been here for what an hour and fifteen minutes, and we haven't recorded a thing yet. Technically, we've recorded a lot of things, just nothing yeah. we're going to use. Forty for minutes show. of it. Not, not a yeah. good thing. Not All a right. good thing. I'm with you, Rocco. Let's go. Let's go, man. I'm tired of waiting. All right, do you it. Guys. Stop talking. Dang it. Stop making sense, Rocco. Coming up on this episode of Living Seizure Space, we're going to discuss our distro, which is Manjaro, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And Leo brings us an app that you are going to just love if you lived in the 90s. And welcome to the Linux user space. I'm Rocco. I'm Joe. I'm Leo. And I'm Dan. And you know what? This week we found out, Joe, how hard it is to find a mic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Joe has been looking for a mic for many weeks now. Many. And because of everything that's going on in the world today... You know, mics are a hot commodity and not only just any mics, every mic. How hard was it, Joe, to find a mic? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a victim. I'm really, <laughs> I, I'm, I've been victimized. COVID has uh, affected my life in a just unchangeable way and uh, cannot, cannot get a microphone that uh, you want. So yeah, it was crazy. I'm also a victim of myself because I have this decision problem. I have to look at all the things and compare all the specs and all the just like, don't send me down a cereal aisle. It, it, I be, can't do it. I just, I have to look at every, how much iron and vitamin C's in everyone. So I looked at all the mics, reviewed, came up with what I wanted, crowdsourced, and it's out of stock. Wait, we were here. I think it was last episode. It was. We were here. Week ago. And Leah, we were going through how many mics trying to say, Check oh, this man. one. Check that yeah. one. Yeah, pretty much every single one that we had ever heard of that that we had heard was decent. It was like, check that one. Check that one. Check that one. None of them. None of them available. I think we got a couple. Even like Joe put a couple in his cart, and then he, he you came back later, and they weren't they were available. Gone. <laughs> yeah. Gone. Wait, when the four hundred dollar mics are out of stock, there's something yeah. wrong. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, I kept going. I went to like option one. Gone. Option two, gone. Option three, gone. Option four was there and then gone. Option five, I didn't even know existed. So I had to like t t deep dive microphone search. And this is this is not just Amazon either, right? This is no, this is no, Amazon no, no, no. and every single website that we have ever bought any bit of audio gear. DNH, of. Sweetwater, yeah. all of them. Direct. You couldn't even buy direct from some of them. Wow. Like yep. just gone i went to road like i was like okay who's their who's their approved vendors went down every single one of them 
Not nothing. Just nothing. So I ended up with the Samson Q2U, which is, again, like choice number 11D, but it's, I don't know, you guys tell me, like, uh, it's, it seems okay. It's a, it's a combo mic. It can do XLR or USB. Um, I'm using the XLR side, but uh, it seems nice. It's, it's heavy. I like, I don't know why I like a heavy mic. Feels well built. Like if I dropped it, it wouldn't shatter. But I've uh, been happy with it so far. Don't, don't try know. to drop it just in case. Well, you got to test all the things. Like, like what if what if I it's did drop sturdy. it? So I got to test it first. You got to throw yeah. it against the wall and then let it drop. The only time you do that is if they send you a mic to test. Then then mm. that's okay. Okay. Maybe just I'll drop it on your pillow. T- Does that work for if you're testing a laptop too? Yeah. Is that? Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Stay. I, I just I, you know I, I look to you guys for guidance. I need it has to be an SSD in things. it, right? So that that means right. it's shockproof. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Maybe it's got an airbag in it. You'll be all right. Yeah. No, well, that's the battery. That shouldn't that shouldn't puff up like that. Well, Joe, Joe, you sound fantastic. Well, thank you. That's never been said by anyone, but I appreciate you saying it. That's really good. It's the first time for everything, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, I paired it with a Focusrite single input USB dealy bobber, and it seems to be working fine. I'm still can't sad complain. I didn't get Sounds the good. one. I really wanted to look, you know, cool, like. Rocco I told you to Dan. buy the Shure SM7B, yeah. dude, but you, you didn't. absolutely should have done yeah. that. Well, I like being married. And, <laughs> um, it helps. It, you know, there's just, there's things. So the mic would have been well worth a lot of things, but. Um, Not your marriage. I got, I got children. So yeah. okay. for the sake they of the children. They can use it too. For the children. Just think of the kids. got to keep it together. Yeah, yeah they can use the it whenever they want outside of recording times. Oh, they will. Because we're homeschooling. So guess who's been working at daddy's desk? Oh, yeah. buddy. <laughs> my I get daughter to put too. my desk back together every day. <laughs> it's great. Fun stuff. All right, gentlemen. This week we are zeroing in on Manjaro. Manjaro, let's hear everybody cheer. Yay! Yay! Man. Wait, is it is it Manjaro or Manjaro? Or Mangaro. <sighs> Yeah, oh. well, if you go by how I spelled it in half the doc, Mangaro, but... Whoops-a-daisy. There's no, there's no spell check in Cody, MD. Um, yes, Manjaro, which I couldn't find where or what it's supposed to mean. I found a vague reference to Kilimanjaro, mountain okay. trail. Oh, cool. Something. Okay. But... Got to roll yeah. that R, Joe. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I don't, I used to do it on Antargos, but, uh, not on Manjaro. Manjaro. Oh, see, I was wondering about that. Well, that's where, that's where, that's where old dollar sign Chavez over here is supposed to step in and be like, "Ah, it's Arch, right? See? There we go. I, I seasoned my desktop with naranjas in its amarillo <laughs> and azul. Come uh, on, Dallas, you see, get in there, boy. You, see, you, so, you season it with tahin. That's tajin. it. Tahin. Uh, uh, yes, uh, tajin. some tahin. So, uh, uh. Uh, Manjaro. I doubt Roland Singer and Philip Mueller are uh, dealing with much tahin uh, in their locales. But it's unfortunate. Maybe, it's unfortunate. Yeah. They're missing yeah. out. Put tahin on all the things. Mm-hmm. Yes, so 2011, July 10th, first alpha release for Manjaro comes out, and people like it. They think it's pretty cool. It's a new take on what to do with Arch, right? There's some packaging changes, and they go do their own thing. Again, 
good responses from the community. One of the announcements from Philip, he talked about kind of the direction they were looking to go in and some of the things they wanted to provide. And he says, we provide user interface tools and scripts to make life easier. Manjaro supports NVIDIA's Optimus technology out of the box, and you can choose between uh, Nouveau Intel or, Intel or NVIDIA Intel drivers combination. Manjaro hardware detection tool will configure your graphic cards automatically. And with help of Bumblebee BBS switch, it is possible to switch to your desired graphic mode. So again, user focused, they want to make Arch easy, right? That's kind of the feeling I was getting from this. They want to keep um, it easy. So they also uh, talked about a little bit later about how they wanted to enable the AUR. So that was another feature they, they felt was important to have, even though they're going to have their own repositories, the AUR is right. That's, that's arch. That it's, seems it's where to be everything big, else is. That's where all the things live. So they made a big point about trying to make that as compatible as they could at the beginning. Fast forward a little bit. They start adding in some other flavors. They launch with XFCE but they start adding in LXDE Mate a few years later. Um, shortly after that release, they start uh, with Openbox Lite, which I thought Carl Duff's announcement there was uh, pretty funny. He says, only the hardcore need apply to the latest Manjaro flavor of Openbox Lite. So <laughs> not for me. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not that guy. Yeah, that's not me. No, definitely Openbox is uh, not, my, not my thing. I've tried it. I've used it I've on and off. I've yet to try it. it it's... it's- it's not that bad, but it is a little more hardcore than your regular DE. Well, real, real quick, what's its claim to fame? What, what's so special about it? It's floating windows versus a tiling window manager. Oh. So it's got that going for it. Um, okay. It's lightweight. Well, all right. It's kind of like a desktop environment, but not quite. Customizable, but mostly through configs. So, oh, so okay. So it's a very tinkery kind of absolutely. CLI stuff. You can going you can on. add your own panels. Okay. Those things, yeah. It's a lot of customization. So, yep, they've been working with OpenBox for quite a bit, and uh, felt it was important to have it. So, uh, rolling release, of course. So you don't have your annual big release party like we do with all these other guys, but they do update their images. So it looks like they run on about a two to three month cadence and you can follow that all the way through the history where they release a new image and all the while tweaking things, right? Improving the installation, improving some of their tools. Manjaro's little tools that they package are pretty awesome, some of them. So continuing to work on that, we fast forward all the way up to September 27, 2015. Now, prior to this, they were on this .8 release kind of scheme. So it was like .8.1 dot two dot three dot four they said enough with this nonsense it seems like all the distros get to this point right they start on some type of <laughs> convention and they realize they're like yeah it doesn't roll off the tongue like it should so the 1509 they moved to this uh date and year month and year type release so 1509 is september 2015 they moved to these date-based version numbers and then this is also where they introduce calamares installer as opposed to the ever-loving Cinchi. That's the, I've always said Cinchi. Yeah. Is yeah. there another way to Cinchy. say it? Yeah. Dude, Cinchi was never kind to me, dude. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, installing it through Manjaro back then and installing it through Intergus was just, I never found good luck with it. That's all I'm saying. 
the more I hear about this stuff, the more I realize just how conservative I am in uh, in my distros uh, in general. I mean, I'll, I'll branch out and compile my own software and stuff, but uh, as far as distros go, eh, very conservative. Never even heard of Cinchi before. Oh, man. Yeah, that was... So you heard of the Archway, right? So if you installed Antergos and you survived Cinchi, you felt like you had done it the Archway, right? <laughs> there were many times using Cinchi that you would try to install, say, Antergos, and it would just completely fail over yeah. and over and over again. Now, I will say that it does. It did handle drives better, I, in my opinion, than most other installers as far as you know, at, when you have like four different huge drives in your system, it doesn't didn't take like three hours to find them. But definitely good that they moved to Calamari's. You know what else handles drives just fine? F-Disk. Yeah, you got to do it manually, right? See, the whole problem was that you were trying to make it easy on yourself. And then since you just shot you in the foot and you should have just done it the whole the old archway. Right. I shouldn't have just used the software that was there. I should have just did you it probably, the hard way. You probably would have gotten to a usable <laughs> desktop faster. Probably. You're right. In in defense of Cinchi, I will say as um, Antergos developed further and as they got kind of towards the end there, 18 and 19, it got it got a little more reliable. But early days it was, was I, rough I, stuff. I, yeah. I may be a little bit too hard on it, but I just yeah. remember nightmares sometimes from it. So it was it wasn't the easiest. Yeah, I think Calamaris is pretty great. So there's that. I think it was a good it choice. Is. And that's the reason they switched to it. Right. I mean, we can. People here, you're like, ah, it's a Calamari's, but I, like, it's kind of the go-to, right? Like, it does well. Yeah, we, we've, it is now. we've explored the other options. Yeah. We just did Fedora. We've done Anaconda. Uh, yeah. 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 Give me some Calamari's I, I, all I didn't day hate it. I actually kind of like it. I don't know. Maybe that's just my, <laughs> my masochistic side kicking in, but I kind of liked yeah. it. You just like to argue with me on everything. I well, that's true. Okay. So also, also they pull in KDE as an official flavor at this point. So that's also Good a big move. thing, right? Yeah, good move. Gnome still not there. They, yeah, there was something going on there from 2013 to 17 with Gnome. Hold, and, hold on, and, Gnome and Jaro, is the go-to. What what happened to Gnome? I, I can't tell you. I'm, I'm not. I don't know that. Yeah, I don't oh, know. Don't so know. they just had some uh, had some differing opinions on Gnome. I guess. Well, hmm. Okay. Yeah, the early 2000s, uh, at the early 2010s, right? I don't know what that decade's called. Um, <laughs> A lot of uh, a lot of issues with GNOME, right? That's the GNOME two, GNOME three transition period time frame. Uh, yeah. yeah, okay, that's yeah. right. I think there was a lot of there was a lot of it going on. So who knows? It could have just been packaging. I don't know. Let's make up something. What do you guys want to say? Uh, GNOME. <laughs> they they absolutely hated it. No. Uh, they they never wanted it in their repo yeah. ever. No, no GNOME. <laughs> well, there's a lot of nasty emails back and forth. And yeah, no, never mind. That oh, was... that's no, we made that up. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, none of that happened. Maybe it did. We don't know. We'll ask, we'll ask uh, Philip one day. So they pull in KDE, very big uh, for them. That's awesome. We move four years further and along the way, they add a number of desktop environments, especially to their community flavors, guys. Did you hit that community list? Wow. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, there's like three times as long. Mm -hmm. It's very long. <laughs> By this time also, they, in 2019, they have pulled in GNOME as an official. They've pulled in some of these other ones. Actually, KDE, XFCE, and GNOME, and then they always have their Architect Builder. Those are their kind of their official supported um, installations there. But yeah, a lot of different flavors out there. But also in 2019, big announcement. Manjaro is no longer just a distro. They are now a company, and they uh, go professional, right? They've become a, a full-fledged business. 
Which is a big move, dude. Yeah, it's, it's really It's bold. a huge move to go from a community project to say, now we're going to, you know, incorporate and make it a business and be backed by people, be backed by funds. And then you're on your own, basically, to try to make it as a business. Big move. This is about the time that uh, Manjaro actually floated across my radar. I had heard it because I'd heard uh, Antergos and I'd heard, I um, mean, this was Endeavor, right? Is the other one. Yeah that came out of that. So, I mean, they were always on my radar, but this is really when I was like, okay, well, maybe I should give Manjaro a try. It seems like they're making moves. So, yeah. Yeah, and it, and it accomplished a couple of, of major things, right? Now you see uh, Philip uh, Mueller and Bernard Landar, they're now full-time employees, right, of this company. So they can focus on development. And that's big because uh, Mueller even says... The mission and goals of Manjaro will remain the same as before to support and uh, the collaborative development of Manjaro and its widespread use. This effort will continue to be supported through donations and sponsorships, and these will not, under any circumstances, be used by the established company. So they are still saying, donate, kick in money, the community is important, and we're going to use this to uh, dedicate towards development of this product that they have. And yep. it's uh, really good. This allowed them to establish some pretty big partnerships. We've heard from Star Labs, B-Link recently. That looks like a pretty awesome little machine. Tuxedo, I believe, uh, you can get with Manjaro shipping now. Pinephone we saw today and recently. Get Order the community edition of the Pinephone with Manjaro shipping. Um, they also have developed ARM images for the Pinebook Pro and the Pinebook, the Raspberry Pi 4, the Rock Pi, and the Rock Pro 64. Well, not not just that. The the Pinebook Pro is launch or uh, is uh, shipping with Manjaro KDE, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of awesomeness has come from them, from being able to focus on that for it to become their full-time day job instead of something they're just working on after hours. So really cool stuff involved in their history. So now that brings us to today. And typically when we talk about releases, we're talking about, oh, they added all these new features, but this is an Arch-based distro, right? So they have been adding features as they go, but there are some really cool things involved in Arch, I mean, in Manjaro. And we should probably talk about a few things that separate true Arch from Manjaro. And one of those are is the repositories that are involved. Wait a minute, hold on. Are you saying Manjaro is not Arch? They're different? That is such a can of worms, dude. Wait a minute. <laughs> that is Hang such a can on. Of worms. <laughs> all, all these Arch by the wayers. Yeah. I really just yeah. using Manjaro, huh? Yeah. I don't think you're going to get many people. Well, okay, so let me rephrase that. I think you're going to get many people saying on one side manjaro is arch and then on the other side you're gonna have many people say it's not arch you're just gonna have a back and forth argument like ford and chevy like just snapper flat pack like it's just gonna be one of those never-ending arguments i do love seeing that on the internet though it is it is pretty funny to watch and and read through but there are some technical differences so there are and uh, the, the repositories are one. So you, you've got the ability to choose from three different ones. You've got Unstable, which is their bleeding edge. That's going to take you as close to touching the sun of Arch as you can, but it's still about three days behind Arch. So it's still like, 
I mean, if you're coming from Ubuntu, like that's way <laughs> bleeding edge. Like someone's like three days. I've been waiting six months to get it. <laughs> so it's like you're orbiting the sun. You're not rocketing toward yeah, the center of yeah. it. You're kind of, right. you know, those little like splash rays that come up off the sun uh, like, that'll come out and get you if you were still alive while you were yeah. there. You yeah, probably wouldn't be alive. But probably wouldn't be yeah, alive. It's kind of yeah. like that. Like, ah, you can still melt. So it's, that's the bleeding edge. That's the unstable. Then you have testing. Now testing means it's gone through at least the initial phase from unstable. So there's been a little bit of, does this actually work involved and will it work with our system and stable? And I think that's probably where most people live. I would imagine it's very comfortable for me on stable. It takes me where I kind of want to be on uh, some of my installs of Manjaro. And these are packages that are generally running about one to three weeks behind, but they have all been deemed stable by the dev team. So they've they've kind of passed muster. Now, this is what you get right off the bat, right? You, you don't have to do anything to be on stable. You're just on stable by default. Right. Okay. You got to go, you got to go ask for pain if you want it. You, okay. See, and that's a good thing. I think that's a really good thing. But one of the things that I noticed about stable was that there's really no delineation of packages. When So take Firefox, for instance. This is one that actually caught me off guard. On Manjaro, I am currently on 79. On Mint, I'm currently currently on 80. So what I mean by there's no delineation, it means that Firefox 80 is held for one to three weeks as well. And Firefox was uh, released on, as we're recording this Friday, so that was about three days ago. And Manjaro just doesn't have it. So th- this is one thing that actually, it just really caught me off guard. I, I totally expected Firefox to be exempt from the the one to three week hold because of the nature of browsers, because of the nature of, well, there's security updates coming out every single week, every single day. So, you know, once it hits, maybe give it a day and then and then drop it on through but that that it just it caught me by surprise i i don't know why i thought it would be why it would be exempt because you thought it was arch some things are because i think they will rush through some bigger vulnerabilities they'll rush those through they they don't always sit too long and they'll end up in stable i think pretty fast so i it just tickled me that uh, I have a newer package on yeah, an Ubuntu base right. than I do on an Arch base <laughs> right now. You're right. Plus one for Mint, I guess. Hey, hey and Ubuntu and Pop! OS and everybody else, too. That's true. Oh, and that reminded me, not even the beta of Firefox is, um, they're, they're on 80 beta 7 or something like that. So they don't even have the full release of 80 on the development channel as well. That, that was just another just oddity. So if you move to unstable, well, then you should hit it today. It says it's ah, roughly okay. about three so days behind. So 80, if you move oh, to the okay. unstable repositories, I bet you'd probably have some success. And I'd cut you myself on that all those sharp edges. Yeah, let us know how that goes. Mm, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, desktop environments available. I'm just going to say it. The most beautiful XFCE that you can get out of the box. That's my opinion, and I despise XFCE. Send all your- Come on, I, XFCE ain't that bad. I just, uh, I feel it's so I'm on dated. team Joe. I will yeah. agree with you, Joe, that it that Manjaro is, is super polished and probably the best XFCE version. Yeah, I think I can agree with that too. It looked good. 
And then I tried to minimize something and then like just poof, gone. So I don't know. I, I, I need a little bit more candy than that. Well, it's XFC. I mean, that's, that's right, like, right. you got some candy. It just, you know, it was, it was like the bite size candies. True. Like the okay. They fun size, yeah. fun size. So, mini, so not, not size. quite satisfied with a, with a fun size. You got to have like two or three of those, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're, there's no qualms about it. They're unapologetically focused their attention on XFCE and it shows mm-hmm. it's got some it really nice polish to it. feels really nice. Now I did put that in uh, a couple of our channels and boy, did I go, you got to go check out this one, this one, this one, this one. So I made a list of all these other amazing XFCE desktops that I am going to go check out so I can report back to our uh, loyal uh, few that uh, were just outraged that I thought uh, this was the best one. But I think we all can agree it's a really nice iteration of it. It is. For XFCE, I enjoyed it. Yeah. So there are other officials, uh, GNOME, KDE, again, both themed beautifully. I love the black, the green. Like, I, I just feel like it's a, they, they have a vision, they execute it, it's there, it's consistent. I'm going to throw KDE in, KDE in there as probably one of the best KDE versions as well. Because mm-hmm. you, you think about this now, there are not many options for KDE. Like there really aren't, you know, KDE Neon you could go, but that's just the most generic, bland uh, KDE version out there. Um, you have Kubuntu, which they have certain things that they do with it and certain things are nice about it, but... Double click. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sorry, but Manjaro has a really, really nice polished KDE version. Uh, Endeavor also has a, a decent one, but it's not heavily, heavily themed. The spins that they have, quite a few. Awesome. BSPWM, Budgie, Cinnamon, i3, LXDE, wow, LXQT, not surprising, Mate, and Openbox. Plus their architect build where you can just kind of have at it and do what you want. You really want some pain and you don't want to do it quite the arch way, but you really want to learn some things. Architect is there, and that's pretty much basically a CLI installation that you better know what you're doing uh, when you're in there. So, Rocco, that one's your next one, right? Mm, No. (laughs) I3 actually is a very nice version of I3, the the community edition. Yes. It it really is. You should try it. If you're looking to try I3, you know, obviously Regolith is very nice, but the Manjaro I3 is pretty awesome. Foreboding. (laughs) Shh, shh, don't say it out loud or it'll become true. (laughs) <laughs> file manager based on obviously the disk the desktop environment we're going to choose so Dolphin we're not going to highlight that best file manager on the planet right it's really good it's really good right right behind nemo no oh. it's right in front of nemo i think you got that wrong <laughs> leo you guys uh, spend you too know, much time in your file degrees, something like that <laughs> i just want my file i don't care just open the terminal <laughs> thanks Gotta have some flair, Joe. Gotta have some flair when you get your uh, files. I'm all about the flair. I just I don't look for it in my file manager. Dan I want it everywhere is else. all about flair, Joe. Yeah. Well, yes. points for the terminal though. I'll I'll agree with that. Yeah, yeah. So Dan the gnome is. edition came with Ranger. So there you go. <laughs> Talk about flair, <laughs> Dan. You have to wear 35 pieces of flair on your. Desk. <laughs> oh yeah. 35, not 36, not 34. 35 pieces of flair. I'll work Dan. on that. Look at Rocco. Rocco's got 50 pieces of flair. Dan, don't you want to be like Rocco? Don't you want to be like Rocco, Dan? Nobody wants to be like Rocco, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Rocco doesn't want to be like Rocco. All those pieces of flair are in in the right place, right? They aren't out of place or anything, are they? Uh, 
Gosh, uh, wherever you want them to be. Let's go beta printer. All right. So as far as package management goes, you have Pac-Man on the command line. And then if you are in for a GUI interface, you've got Paymac, which used to only be GTK, but now they have a QT version as well. So it's pretty consistent across the board as far as that goes from a GUI interface. Um, shipping with system D, of course, these days, that's the way it goes. And your display manager is going to be, again, based on the distro you're using. From window management, we are on X. Wayland is available if you aren't on NVIDIA. But one of the really cool things I think that Manjaro does is, as Philip mentioned in their initial release way back in 2012, is it scans your hardware and it's like, oh, you've got NVIDIA. I'm just going to cut Wayland out. You don't need this. <laughs> this ain't ready for you. You're not ready for prime time. So it's not going to give you Wayland if it's not appropriate for your system, which is a pretty neat little feature. Um, helps us stay out of trouble and not break things. And then once uh, Wayland is more stable for NVIDIA, then perhaps we'll see it in the distro. So that is Manjaro in a nutshell. That's a big nutshell. Yeah. I want to go back to uh, to Pac-Man real quick, because um, I am a command line guy. I tend to fall down down there a lot. I, I just want to say, those single-letter options... Let me touch on that real quick. It is, it's I mean, it makes not, all the sense in the world. It's so not intuitive. So I thought... I thought uh, so I see SYU all the time. So I mean, I, I assume that just, you know, updates everything, right? Yeah. Sure. I always I got all the options mixed up. I thought U was upgrade. I thought Y was yeah, and then S was like sync it up. Right. Pseudo. But it's yes, all yes, backwards. Upgrade. I don't understand what's it's, wrong with it's that. It's all backwards. S is install. Right. Y is sync the archive. Yeah. Oh no, and it's U not. Is yes. No. Yeah, yeah. It's refresh the archive or sync sync up with the archive or what? Oh yeah. Actually, yeah. You had me going for a sec. I had to like. I'm gonna <laughs> click back over to the man page real quick and make sure I'm not saying anything wrong. But. And then well, the funniest thing, the funniest thing was, uh, Rocco, you had some packages that, that were that were held for a little bit. And we were like, okay, well, uh, I, had, I had recommended, well, just do capital S, capital S, because that, that syncs it super hard. Well, no, 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 no. That's why. Yeah. S, 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 yeah, that's what you want. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so why syncs it? YY syncs it really hard. And then YYY syncs it like even harder. So just not intuitive, uh, you know, and it's probably because I'm coming from apt or DNF, but it's just, yeah, uh, no, uh, oh, wow. Dan's going to justify it nope, all for us I right got now because he's smarter than no, the rest no, I, of us. I know how it works now, yeah. but oh. Yeah. That was the first thing I learned was the uh, capital S, the Y, the U, and yeah. then throw an extra Y or U whenever you need help. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I had to use the BSD options to really understand what was going on, but I thought it was really funny when you had to do uh, refresh, refresh. Uh, it was like dash, dash, refresh, dash, dash, refresh. Right, yeah. right. The fresh. By maker. the way, I run Arch. I don't know how to update it. Yeah. Hey, you don't have <laughs> right. to. You, you need Leo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Instead of the S, Leo, maybe it was because you were hitting dollar sign. Oh, whoopsie uh, daisy. So that's what it was. Too many dollar signs in there. Too many dollar, dollar signs. Tech, it can't, it dollar can't sign. handle that many. Why you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, UI. Hey. We we have to get back on Manjaro. Okay. Manjaro. <laughs> so you guys. So Manjaro is not without some fun history as well. And interesting things over the last few years. Let's talk about a few of those. Well, so last year they decided to make a switch to free office. 
over LibreOffice. And what happened was they ended up putting it out there in a beta or a release candidate, one or the other. I can't remember exactly which one. I think it made it a release candidate. Yeah, and people saw it, that it was in there, and they hadn't really talked about it. So that just sent everybody in, I mean, the biggest frenzy, crazy, loopy They were grabbing uh, pitchforks. Outburst. Yeah. Ah, they were. And it was probably handled wrong as far as they probably should have been out front with it and put it out there before they put it in there, if you, if you can follow me. But they ended up coming to a compromise where they have a thing in the installer where you can choose. You choose either either one for your install. And I think that's a great option. I, I think that's the right choice. But I, I don't see why it was such a big deal prior. Isn't Manjaro all about the choice? Where, where, whereas, like, what would it matter what they gave you? Because you're going to just pop it open and, you know, pop the hood and change it out however you want to do it anyway. If, if Canonical did something like that without talking about it, without, you know, just any of that, I could totally see why, okay, these stable machines need to not have these uh, types of options thrown at them for no reason. But Manjaro, really? It was a, it's such a big thing. From the outside looking in, I guess. They were trying to establish a relationship with the company behind FreeOffice. Right. SoftMaker, right? Yeah, SoftMaker. Mm. And they even had their developers working with SoftMaker to fix certain things in FreeOffice so that they could get it better on Linux. And I thought that was awesome. Like, yeah. I thought it was a great thing. But, you know, like I said, it, it kind of maybe was handled wrong because there was no heads up to say, hey, we're switching this around. Yeah. Um, a forum post would be nice. Right. Yeah, it would have been announcement, something, anything. But the choice, I think, is still the best option of, of all of the things that they could have possibly done. Just give, a, give the choice. And there was something that good that came out of that. Where you can now, before this, you couldn't save files in SoftMaker's free office in certain formats in the free version. You'd have to go to the paid version to get it. And it ended up being that SoftMaker worked with Manjaro to the point where they, may, they added into the free version that you could save these certain formats. And I, there again, we always talk about working with companies and making things better on Linux. And right. Good did come I out I think of beyond it. that, they also worked with Calamaris, the installer. And now everybody that uses Calamaris has the option to, you know, have these choices when they install, you know, different distros. So, I mean, I think that's a double whammy right there in a, in a good way. Yep. More so distros, not less. If I'm, if I'm misremembering, but wasn't the controversy of it more about proprietary versus open source. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. It was. that's I different. Think, wasn't that the big, because I get like Leo, like it doesn't make like, okay, yeah, whether you do LibreOffice or like, uh, but isn't open office proprietary? Now this wasn't changes that the big free office. Yep. Yeah. Free well, sorry. Isn't free office and proprietary? And it's closed yeah. source, right? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Now that uh, from, as an open source advocate, I can yeah. totally see where the, where, where the issue is. So earlier this year, they had an issue with their treasurer and he ended up leaving because of a big fiasco of funds that he was in charge. Well, okay. So there's a whole story of he, he put his story out first, which made everything look really, really bad. Like it looked really bad when it first came out where he said that 
they were using funds inappropriately to purchase hardware that he denied. And then he was told that, that they just overruled him. So he just decided, I'm not going to have any to, anything to do with this anymore and left. And then he laid that all out in a forum post. If you just took that one side of it, it sounded pretty bad. Then Joe Philip went on Jupiter Broadcasting and explained a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, a lot of these things are internal organizational things. And the one thing about open source is it's open. So <laughs> yeah. uh, everybody knows what's going on. And, uh, and you know, when you heard, when you listened back, when I listened back to Philip talking about it, it you know, I, I kind of got it, you know, like, all right, they had though, they had laid the company out, the business side of it out in such a way though, that one guy's doing his job and the other guy's like, Hey, guess what? I'm in charge. I think we should do it this way now. So he makes himself the treasurer, which is an interesting choice. And uh, regardless of how you feel about all that, I think a lot of these little things, the free office thing, the Libre office, this thing, it's the optics of it all, right? We're, we're looking, we're on lookers and we're just kind of watching this play out. And then you pair that with some of these other things that uh, happened. It's, uh, it's just interesting. And it's, it's stuff for, it's one of those things you just kind of file it away and you go, Oh, okay. Sorry. All that happened. But it was basically over a laptop that was going to get um, sent off to a developer that's working on the system. That needed and I guess it. Yeah. That needed it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just all the, it's just the, the optics of them not cooperating and not being on the same page and not getting along and then airing dirty laundry in a public forum just looks a little bad. Speaking of forums, what forums? Yeah. Wait, yeah, where? The, Which I ones? Couldn't Who's? find those. Where'd they go? I, Dan, where did their forums well, go? Well, I don't know, but they had a little issue there with an upgrade. <laughs> I think, in the and uh, their the backups didn't go as planned, so they had to. I don't know. They had to regroup, and they've got new forums now. Um, they did manage to save some of the old forums and archive it, but. All of the users were lost, and uh, so they are not in the new new forum at all. And uh, yeah, we've we've basically broken off and started anew. I don't understand. So you have forums, and then you have a backup or backups of them. I didn't get to hear. I know that Philip went on Jupiter Broadcasting, but I did not get to hear that episode yet because I'm way behind on my podcast. I actually listened to newer ones since then, but. I didn't get to hear the explanation for what happened to the form. So does that, did anybody hear? From what I understood, it was corrupted. And then all the backups were corrupted. <laughs> so I don't know if like somebody's kids happen, spilled Joe? chocolate milk on the yeah. computer. I, I don't I don't know. Like usually Be your backups are in a different place from the source. And, you know, we we all... We all do some sysadmin stuff here. Like even in your own life, like your backups are safe away from the originals. Benefit of the doubt here. This sure. has happened to me where you take your backup, right? Not raid, not not some kind of uh, redundancy or anything like that. You take a true blue backup and then you make another backup to take off site. What you didn't do was restore your backup to find out if you actually had a backup or not. So if something was already corrupt, then you back that corruption up and then you truck that off site, put it a hundred miles away, or you put it in the cloud or something like that. When you restore that secondary backup, 
it's still corrupt. So, yeah, give, giving all the benefits of all the doubts, that could have been what happened. Yeah. Uh, I will say, if you don't could test have. your backups, you don't really know if you have a backup. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Maybe there's some more info on that on the forum. Let me go. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Wait, well, oh, oops. Oh, but you oh. still can get to the forums, correct? Uh, through you archive.org? You can. They have an archive. They actually have an archive at manjaro.org that you can get to the forums. And then uh, I was seeing that you can actually take their manjaro.org slash forum, whatever, whatever link and put archive.manjaro.org and that will flip you yep. to it. Yeah, that's that's actually, I fixed an issue with that. Thank you. Oh, did you? Archive. You're so searching smart. on Google might be a problem, uh, but yeah. That's why he's where the dollar, dollar sign comes in. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah, searching on Google is not going to yield you a whole lot of fun stuff at this point. You're going to end up at a lot of broken links. You'll end up at the new forum. But it'll say like, hey, this doesn't exist. Not Check yet. Check out our new yeah. forum. Not yet. So be patient. And you may have to, again, maybe follow Leo's advice there. If you're looking, if you got a fresh install of Manjaro and you're looking for some help, yep. you might go to their forums and search directly instead of using Google. Because I did find some helpful information there on some of the current issues we faced while we were working on this. Yep. Stick archive. In yeah. Their, their forums are very active. So... I don't think you'll have to give it a ton of time and you'll see some good content there and things to search for in the new forums. So, so Twitter, anybody been on Twitter lately? You guys follow um, the old guys at Mangar? I mean, Manjaro. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. I do follow Manjaro and they put a tweet out the other day that I actually saw and then it was gone. Yeah, it was a wowie. It it spent it spent some time in the public. It was it was there for a little I bit. I mean, we got a we talked about it for a good minute. It was a, it was a, it was a it was a night. It was, it there, was there for an evening in yep. a day. Yeah, sure yeah. enough, there overnight. It was replaced by an apology, which I uh, I thought okay, that was really nice, and there was an apology, but it was a an interesting decision on that post to the you know Linus Torvalds telling somebody they were number one. In a very interesting manner. Two yep. number um, ones. Yeah. And and they had pointed it at NVIDIA. And, um, you know, again, I, and I think it was pulled from a forum post, if I'm not mistaken. So yes. it was linked to a forum post. Yeah. So it, again, even on the forum post, I thought, oh, this is interesting. So some interesting decisions being made. And again, there was an apology. And yep, look, we've all made mistakes. We've all been on Twitter too late at night before too. But just you pair that with... I mean, all this stuff we just talked about has been like six months. One thing right? after yeah, another. Not long. And, and it just, there, there's a lot of things going on. So it does make you curious about the health of the project in, in general. All we can see is what we see. Uh, I don't know, you know. To their credit on this thing. Here's Leo with all, all, all the positive. Go ahead, Leo. I, You have to. You have to. <laughs> yeah. I got to put on my rose-tinted glasses and, uh -huh. and pretend it's, it's 100% great. So... What, what he was saying about that was from his snap decision, I don't think all the information was there. From a snap decision, it looked like NVIDIA was just going to be incompatible with kernel 5.9. And it was not going to be able to be shipped with Manjaro, which this is at least on the forum post was being blamed on NVIDIA. And then you can start to see why the the sentiment toward NVIDIA was there. Why that picture of Linus Torvalds to NVIDIA, that picture was there. So 
that kind of snowballed and it was late at night, who knows? And it just, it turned into a situation that had to be apologized for. But either way, I don't know that the sentiment was misplaced. Just maybe it took it too right. far. I mean, it's a can we've been kicking down the road for a while now, so. Right. In those situations, it's sometimes best to let it play out before you react to it. Exactly. Yeah. Snap decisions are a no-go in this kind of area, especially when you're as visible as you are. Yeah, and, and the lesson I hope that comes from this, because again, there was an apology, so there was some admission of like, oh, it's probably a bad idea. If we go back to where we kind of started with this conversation, in the last year, they've made some big changes. We're becoming a business. We want to be something bigger than a distro. Right. When you pull that trigger, it's one thing if, you know, you're working on a smaller distro and it's you and two other guys and you're just, whatever, you're shooting off at the mouth and yes, that happens. It's another thing of now you're a business with investors perhaps, or I know they're not for profit, but there's a lot of people putting money in there. Somebody's putting money into there to keep payroll going. Now you're representing everybody that touches your project. You're no longer just a guy mouthing off. So I hope that was at least, you know, maybe, maybe a lesson learned uh, to put a positive on it, I hope. There was some whiplash. I'll tell you that. Well, we just highlighted there are a lot of good things that came out of that decision to become a business. And there's also some rough patches that you have to learn from and move on. So, yeah, I chalk it up to learning. Yeah, I really I, do. Yeah. All right, guys. So we've uh, two weeks now we've been playing with Manjaro. What do you think? Is it uh, the beginner ready distro that YouTube wants us to think it is? Oh my gosh, yes. Everybody should install this on every single computer that they own. Raspberry Pi, Pinebook. No. No matter no, skill not. level or... Uh, no. <laughs> no. Whoa. If it's you're switching whoa. your grandmother, whoa. bring her whoa. right in. Just ship her a USB. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dan, center me here. I'm not so sure about that. I think there's going to be some cuts along the way. And uh, yeah, you yeah, might not want to start here. I think it's great if you've been in Linux for a while. And you decide you want to take it up a notch and you want to, you know, start tinkering with things a little bit. I think that's a great way to go. I think it's a good stepping stone. It drives me insane when I see these videos that say, that start, tell people that Manjaro is the best one for gaming, that Manjaro is the best one for new users. Don't get me wrong. Manjaro is great for gaming. But you don't tell people, look, there are so many people looking to come over from windows to linux a big stopper in that is gaming so there are people out there that are looking to come over and are waiting till the gaming at the end of it is better so they can don't tell those people to go install manjaro when they don't have any linux experience at all i mean wait leo i boot into manjaro i install i install it and i boot into it and the first thing that comes up is hey there's a new kernel well, uh, we, we yeah. suggest, no, it says, we suggest you update. Are you really k kidding me? You're going to tell a new user to update his kernel? Exactly. Uh, the, the whole thing about this is you got to remember the target audience for this. This is for people that do not use Linux, right? <laughs> Ever. And you're going to, and they're on Windows or they're on Mac. And so they know how things work over there. And the first thing you're going to tell them is go to Manjaro. And the first thing they see is how do you update your kernel? And the first question they're going to have is, what's a kernel? Yeah. So, well, Leo... 
from as one Leo to another, it's for people who like to mess with computers. Now, if this is you, right, <laughs> if, if you're on Windows and you have mucked around in the registry, not blindly, not grabbing some utility off the internet and just double clicking on it and hoping for the best, like you dug into it and you understand a bit about it, this Manjaro might be for you. But for someone that doesn't even know the version of Windows they're on, you ask them, what version of Windows are you on? Not, not 1903, not 1909. 10? Yeah, they're man. like, yeah. It's Windows 10. 7? It's eight, always the same. 10? Yeah. Right, yeah. It's, it's been Windows 10 since I installed it three years ago. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a rough ride for you, I think, if you come straight to Manjaro. Yeah, and especially if you had an experience like I did, where I installed and, yep, I got a black screen. Ooh. Ouch. You know. I thought we were done with the black screen nope. days. Got a black screen, so GDM didn't like me, apparently. I don't know. Um, thankfully, Joe found a, a, well, Joe started a forum post, and uh, he found the answer. He, well, there was he, this empty new forum. I had to put something in there. <laughs> I mean, come on. Let's 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 fill this sucker. What a we got a forum. Let's use it. I'm sure there was a workaround in the old forum, but we couldn't find it. Well, that. I don't know. Joe found the, found the fix for it, too, so he finished his forum post. Yeah, I, I want to point out, um, this is the only time this is ever going to happen. I helped Dan do yeah. something. So that's, I, I, I'm i going to wear this like my arch badge. Mark it I on was your calendar. out of my element. By the way, I helped Dan. You guys Dan. had me on Gnome. That you had me out of my element right there. That's That was it. I was flailing. Yeah. Strike one. Couldn't handle the flash, nope. could you, Dan? You know, actually thinking back, uh, actually I booted to a black screen, but it wasn't because something crashed or something like that. It was that... XFCE doesn't like to handle my laptop if it's docked. So if, if I close the lid, XFCE is just like, oh, you want all your displays off. Wait, no. Well, I've got a display sitting right yeah. here, and, and it, it's obviously on. And then eventually it's just like, eh, no, how about not? <laughs> I like that you talk to your computer a lot. That's oh, a really good relationship. I, I, I think it might be an IT thing. I don't know. I can't speak for all IT folks, but I talk to it a lot. I, I talk to mine. <laughs> you know, I switch to another TTY and I could switch back and then, wait, I got a graphical uh, interface there to work yeah. with. It was a lot better. Yeah. It is the oddest one too, because even some of the forum posts I found said, oh, well, you know, hit TTY and then log in and you'll go, we never had to log in. We just had to switch, switch between two and back. one. You know? And yeah. I was back to uh, GDM loads. Uh, we couldn't find an error. We, we, I mean, we looked and tried. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I have all the logs. So I, I don't know. I don't know. So what you is. were holding it wrong, right? Yeah, I think we were. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. It, 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 it's too much like Arch. You gotta, you gotta hit that command line real quick, and then it's like, oh, okay, you want to use me now? Cool. Yeah. You just had to wake it up. We had to poke it. Like, hey, hey, you. That, that was actually one of the suggestions to fix my issue. Uh, the, the the non-screen yeah to to swap over to tty1 and then back it's to tty feature. whatever yeah um it never moved so <laughs> my screen never popped on it worked for me so i don't know good yeah it worked and then i don't know what the other thing was we installed i don't know what it does but it yeah some sort of computational yeah, thing it in the fixed background. it like four four times yeah i don't know something to do with numbers and displays. you should probably just keep it to yourself and not tell anybody about it Joe. uh it's, it's on the forum yeah. now it's <laughs> Solid. It's public forever on the internet now. Yeah, I copy pasted that sucker out of the internet and was like, "Yes, it works." <laughs> and it did. It fixed Dan, it. here, have some <laughs> pasta. Have some. Have some arch linguine with uh, with a little bit of pesto. Yeah, it was it great. Did fix it. It was cool. Flavorful. Yeah. What do you guys think of Hello? Is it Manjaro Hello? Is that was that what it is? Yeah. What do you guys think of that? I think it's. Amazing. Yeah, I think it was a is a great thing to have. Actually, uh, yeah, no problem. It. it 
gave you links to the things that uh, could help you out, like forums. Yeah, nice little walkthrough. I liked it. I think... Uh, really? No, you don't? Really? No. I don't know, Dan. Um, if, you, if you're Dan Simmons, okay. you might like It wasn't this. flashy. All okay. right. You got it's me. It's not you flashy got me on that. at all, dude. It does not walk you through like a. Yeah, you said walk through. Right. So like, it's got Whoa. links walk, to all walk the things. Where? Yeah, you got me there. It's got oh, okay, all the links. Yes. It's not Mint. Mint has the best well, that's true. one. I'll give him that. This is a welcome screen from five, six, seven, eight years ago. That's basically what it hasn't changed much. Got links to everything you need, but it's not going to walk you through anything. And that's, I guess, a maybe a good bad thing depending on what skill level you're at but it definitely is not going to walk you through like a linux mint welcome screen not even a budgie yeah uh, a bunch it's of not. mate you know like those welcome screens are awesome for walking you right through the steps that you need to do but uh, this is not that but this is for new users so they don't need that kind of thing <laughs> that's, that's true I mean, right i wonder who needs hand holding so i'm looking I mean, at it i wonder where the forum link took you to Huh, imagine that. Let me let me click I think it. It might take you to the new forum. <laughs> I hope so. That would be good. After an update, right? I, I would assume you have to get your updates first. It does take you to the new forum. <laughs> they did okay, have good, the, good, the good. mate style, uh, like GNOME layout manager. I thought that yep. was pretty slick. Which I know you, uh, Leo and Rocco. I don't. You guys didn't mess with GNOME, but I thought that was a neat feature, and it was laid out nicely. And I you didn't have do the that old... in KDE. No. Yeah, yeah. I heavily customized my GNOME installation, as you all saw from the uh, from the screenshots that I posted in Telegram and various different places. I think that video card has changed you. Yeah, Dan. you think so? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the amount of flash and glitz on that desktop, I go, nah. man, Shickle has has stolen Dan's account. Well, <laughs> so what is this? What is this switcher in in the the GNOME version? I guess. It's like Mate. It, you can say like, oh, remember, what is it? Mutiny. And they have all the different layouts that mimic, right. you know, Mac OS or, or Windows 10 or old GNOME, new GNOME, whatever. So I, I think uh, they're utilizing Arc Menu for a lot of that stuff, which is pretty great menu if you're on GNOME, honestly, because you can mimic just about anything. And for me, that was pretty fantastic. It had that along with 22 other extensions installed, not all of them enabled. 22? Well, 23 Ugh. total. Stop it, Dan. Yeah, it did. Extensions were made to be installed. That is a hmm. custom experience. Yeah. <laughs> I did install another extension after that, too, just to make sure I could break it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you installed an extension that removes the extensions. No, no. I, I put a hot corner one in there just so, you know, I could try Was that Was the out. extensions manager in there? By default? It is. It does. It is, because they don't cut gnome off at the knees like other hat wearing distros <laughs> it's about purity joe right purity well pure gnome is <laughs> this is on the complete opposite end of the spectrum of that just so you know i mean we're, we're over yeah. way over there way over there yeah pure gnome is gnome okay like i don't i don't want i don't want gnome i want gnome <laughs> no thanks so I tried the uh, KDE version. Leo, you tried the KDE version, right? Come on, no, tell me I just you did. I, I stayed oh, on XFCE the entire Whatever. time on both machines. I had no issues installing it. I don't think I had issues updating it afterwards, like you had mentioned earlier, Leo. I mm -hmm. had, I installed it on the test machine, which is an AMD machine. I installed it on the NVIDIA machine. On the NVIDIA machine, I had no problems whatsoever. 
as far as updates. They just came through and everything went fine. On the AMD machine, I have certain updates that pop up a box that say, you know, yeah, we're not going to update. Nope, not going to happen. No soup for you. You didn't put enough Ys in there. That's when we went through the yeah, whole need, S Y. Need more Ys. More Ys. More Ys. And I don't remember exactly how it was worded, but it basically said, no, we're not going to update. So in, in when I go into SYYU and I did that, everything was up to date. Yet in the graphical package manager, it said that there was updates that needed to be updated. So I don't know what was going on with that. Another Y? I think you needed three. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe four. More. Try another U. I do like how Paymac sorts the installed programs at the top. I really do that is like nice. that. That's something I think should be everywhere. So, yep. Uh, but the KDE version is really, really nice, really polished. So, I did some gaming on it, put Steam on it, had good success with that as well. So, my experience with it for the last actually two and a half weeks, I think it's yeah. been, was really good once it was installed and once it updated. You know, back to uh, Paymac though, one thing I appreciated that they had in there, which isn't available everywhere, is the one-click Flatpak Snap yep. AUR support. So you you go in, you tick those boxes, you've got all of it, and you just search for what you want and install what you want. And there's no fuss, no must, just just go get the packages you want. And I thought that's really slick. I appreciated that a lot, actually. I bet you did, you mint user. Yeah. <laughs> hey man. It's about it's about being easy. No, so they they also have their other tool that they've created that called Baw. And that will search in either the flat packs, snaps, or the AUR. It can also handle app images, yep. That's yep. right. All all the universal file formats and package formats. And that was pretty nifty too, honestly, because you could search for any application and it would tell you where it was coming from with a nice little icon, you know, add the Snapcraft icon or, you know, maybe the AUR icon, whatever, wherever you want to get it from. And so you could get your choice because then you could see the different version numbers and where they were coming from. And it just, nice little click install and away you went. It was pretty great. I will say, if you're installing flat packs and snaps, man, you're holding it wrong. You got to do the AUR. It, it's just <laughs> AUR top top to bottom. You're you're on an arch based distro. But what weirded me out about that, Chrome, is in the AUR, right? I, I'm 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 coming from Ubuntu distros, so I'm used to just going to Chrome, uh, you know, searching Chrome in Google and clicking on the deb and clicking double clicking on it, and it just installs, right? So I'm like, well, you can't do that with Manjaro because there's no real package to go get. So I started searching around, couldn't find it because I needed Slack. Slack wasn't in the official repository. I was like, well, I think it's in the AUR. So let me just go ahead and turn that on. First thing I, I noticed about the AUR, at least in Manjaro, is it tells you, it says, AUR is a community maintained repository. So it presents potential risks and problems. All AUR users should be familiar with the build process. Now, here's the thing. It's perfect for new users. Right. Nothing intimidating there at all, Leo. 
I'm pretty sure in the in the hello screen they explain to you how to build packages. So it <laughs> yeah, works of course, great. of course. Step so by just, step. just go right grab there. the the, the Git, Git repository, whatever. But that, that's what gets me right because a, a Windows user is going to go look for that browser first, and if Firefox is not their browser, it's probably Chrome. So when they go get Chrome, they're not going to find Chrome, and then they're going to have to Google it and figure it out, and then they're going to build Chrome. That was weird. But, I mean, either way, they have to check that box, and it has to say they have to be familiar with the build process, and half the users aren't going to read it and check it anyway, and the other half are going to be like, ooh, I don't want to do that. Let me just not do that. So, eh, new user, whatever. Right. But anyway, I got Chrome. That was cool. The, the awesomest thing about Chrome in Manjaro, you didn't have to go and mess with the color profile to not have purple links. That's important when you're looking this at guy, the links man, were blue right here. Take that, Fedora. Important <laughs> yeah. when you're looking at the Debian page. Yeah. Yeah. The Debian page is the test. Go there. If it looks purple, it's wrong. See, I think you're wrong. I think a new Windows user coming into AUR, are you kidding? They're used to just surfing the web and downloading garbage from all over the world to install. But they're not used to those, building it. Well, not building it, but I'm saying the AUR is not scary to them. They're like, oh, man, all the garbage I wanted to build is in one place anyways. Now I can just go find it. As a, as a Windows user, you don't have to flip a switch to install a virus, okay? You, <laughs> you just you just go download it and double click on it, and then boom, Windows Defender's like, hey, what is this? Let's install it. So yeah, yeah with the AUR, you actually have to flip it on. So steps, too many steps. I love the AUR. Wouldn't it, it be is cool so awesome. if like, they had a walkthrough welcome screen that said, hey, do you want to enable AUR? Do you want to yes. enable Snap? Do yes. you want to enable Flatpak? That kind of stuff. Man, that would be awesome. Maybe the guy that was waiting on the new laptop, maybe that's his gig. Maybe. See? Can't have it now. <sighs> Sorry. That, that's, that's actually how I found out that Manjaro supported Flatpak and Snap. I was looking for the AUR, and I was like, oh, what? Flatpak and Snap too? All right. I didn't enable them, but I uh, saw they were there. I jumped, I put them all on and just started installing just random, whatever. <laughs> just here, I want to see yep. it all work. Let me break it. Yep, one of each. Here, I've got nine versions of Telegram on my desktop right now. <laughs> Everything was in the AUR. It never even crossed my mind to uh, to enable Snap or Flatpak outside of that because every time I searched for something, it was like either official repository or available in the AUR. So yeah. I was I was a happy camper. That has got to be one of the best things about Manjaro. I did want to see them all interact with each other because I thought, hmm. Maybe, oh, you just you wanted know. it to break. Well, I tried to. Well, because I mean, if it's available, <laughs> yeah, you want, well, because what if we sat here and talked about these features, but we never tried them, right? So I think, you know, I, I'm a guinea pig. I'm fine. It's good. All right. It's fine. Yep. We'll try it so you don't have to. There you go. All right. So what are we doing with Manjaro? Since you all had an amazing experience, um, you shipping your laptops off to grandma? Well, hold so on, she can hold use on. It? What's... Before we get there, I had a couple issues with Manjaro oh. before we finish this oh, out. Let, let, me, let me bring the whole conversation down for you real quick. So first, first one, right? So we had Fedora before this, and I still had my Fedora partitions oh, on yeah. there. On both my laptop and my desktop, Manjaro was like, nah, I'm not going to use that disk. I'm like, what? So I literally... There was no other way to do this. I had to open up a terminal, launch fdisk, tell it the disk, remove all the partitions. It didn't remove all the partitions because there was LVM in use, so I had to go and LV remove the logical <laughs> volumes, and I had to go back to fdisk and remove that, that third partition and then relaunch the Manjaro installer to make it work. Now, this isn't going to be typical because no one's just going to come in with a bunch of LVM volumes on their disk from Windows or something, but that that is that is a curb I tripped over. 
Automatic time sync. I don't know why that was not on by default. So I had to go to settings, Manjaro settings, manager time and date, check set time and date automatically. Then it it worked. Otherwise, it was a UTC, which is five or six hours away from me. So I was all I had no idea what time it was. And and then my laptop lid. I had to go through. Uh, so first off, I was like, surely there's a switch in XFCE to make this work, right? So so I found XFConf, which is like Dconf, I think, editor for GNOME. And first off, I found the regular old switches. Those just did not do anything. There was no do nothing option for lid. But it turns out that in XFConf, there is. You turn it to zero, and that's do nothing. So I did lid action on AC to zero. That didn't work. I did lid action, lid action on battery because I was like, well, maybe it just thinks it's on battery or something like that. That didn't work. Login D handle lid switch. That didn't work either. I went to configure login D.conf. Uh, that didn't work. Uh, and then I went to turn on presentation mode. That didn't work either. Uh, so I found a forum a lot of post. not working there. I, uh, I go through this thing. So the, the whole reason that I found all these was because the forum was <clears throat> not there. But the last thing that I found was an arch post for you power. So apparently... You're not allowed to go to the arch... I, when it I says, went there, when I went there, it basically said Manjaro users get out of here. So I was yeah, like, it's Whoa. in the terms and conditions. Like I think Google scans your system first. There's, it's you're not allowed. But it had the answer. So it totally had the answer. It was Etsy upower upower.conf. That that particular file, I had to go in, and there's an ignore lid option. I had to set that to true, and then I restarted upower uh, the service, and then I closed my lid, and it worked. I was happy. But then I realized. It's going to ignore my lid forever. So if I undock it and take it somewhere and close my lid, it's just going to die because it didn't suspend or something because it's ignoring yeah. the lid. So, yeah, so there's there's no middle ground for me. On a dock, I just have to have my lid open or it's just going to totally ignore my lid. There's no middle ground. But those are very specific issues to me. So if you're not running on dock, you don't have to worry about any of that. If you don't have Fedora installed before you install Manjaro, you don't have to worry about that either. But the time thing, that was odd. Did, I mean, no, uh, nobody used XFCE besides nope. me, did they? Uh, nope. I mean, okay. I have it installed already. You didn't have to before. tinker with the time? No, not that I remember. But I've had it installed for years now. Like, I mean, it, it's, oh, it's okay. a, you know, it's not a fresh, it's, it's a, I've just been on it for a long time. Are you sure that's not an XFCE issue with your lid? thing oh no it is it, it has to be an xfce oh, it's an thing. xfce issue. it's gotta okay. be yeah. uh i can't because it, it works fine in cinnamon it, it works fine in i mean it's every single other distro i've ever tried uh, it's worked just fine i had the same lvm problem but i used gparted because it was on it was on my live disk so gotta i gotta get as low down to uh to the disk as possible yeah, well. <laughs> <And> these have <laughs> been the lid wanderings of leo dollar sign oh Chavez. boy tune in oh, next boy. week when we discuss how his mouse pointer didn't work on his lenovo book don't don't get me started about the mouse so what you got you keeping it we, we wiping it what are you what are we doing it's a it's a tinker thing and uh i don't have time for that sorry I'm shocked, Dan. You scream tinkerer. I like to tinker, but like if I want something to get up and go, uh, this wasn't going to be my choice. I mean, I put a lot of time into it, made it so that it was useful, but yeah, I'm not keeping that. Yeah, it's same, same here. Me blazing through all that stuff. There was just so much to do to get it workable, usable, and consistently so. Um, yeah, this is the first one. This is the first one I'm going to say I got to nuke it. 
Well, I'm going to say yes and no. So I have it on the test machine, that which is going to be nuked. But I have it on the main machine on a second drive. And that's going to stay because oh, that's been wow. there. So that's high okay. definitely going to keep it. Yeah, I'll leave my uh, I installed test because I wanted to see how it was on GNOME. It is the only distro I use XFCE. And I'll keep my XFCE installed for forever. I've had it installed forever. And I, I like Manjaro. I think they're doing some really great things. I like the little separation between Bleeding Edge and I think it's enough because I even, I run an Endeavor, which is a little less uh, cautious as Manjaro. And I run into a lot more issues than I do on Manjaro as far as from a, an Arch type system. So I like it. I'll keep it. Um, I like to boot into it every so often and play around. So. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. The Linux community has some fantastic members, and we want to make sure to highlight that. In our podcast showcase for this episode, we have Late Night Linux. Why is it called Late Night Linux, Well, Dan? there might be an NSFW, not safe for work, warning that might apply here. But Is that that new window manager? No, no, no. Some of the words might not be appropriate. Okay. But anyway... <laughs> I do love their honest take on things, and uh, every two weeks, you can catch Joe, uh, Phelan, uh, Graham, and Will uh, as they discuss the latest news and releases and the broader issues and trends in the world of free and open source software. I know you guys listen to this, and I know you've been following along to some of their uh, their latest uh, episodes where they're talking with a potential new Linux user. What, what do you guys think? I think Kyle's out. Ain't happening. It's, it, I feel like I'm watching Days of Our Lives. I, I can't wait for the next episode. I'm like, Kyle, no, Kyle, don't do it. We didn't need to push don't him out. He, he, he walked They're right out by you. himself. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Kyle's like, yeah, no, no. And Joe's like, yeah, try, try this, try this. And, and it just, nope. no, no, he's not having it. No, I don't like it. I don't like it. Th this is, this has been one of my longtime subscribe podcasts. I've, I've listened to this one for a, for a very, very long time. So uh, definitely worth a subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it goes without saying. I think Late Night Linux is on every podcatcher out there for anybody that's in Linux. The chemistry between the four guys is awesome. I mean, amazing. you know, you got Phelan. I love him. He's yeah. awesome, dude. <laughs> you know he's going to come up with open source. You know he's going to come up with KDE something. The KDE yeah. corner. Yep. KDE corner, And, and they don't hold back. That's the thing that I love. You get the honest answer, or at least their honest answer, how they feel. And Graham, he's so like conservative and watches what he says and says it in the right way. But he has such great thought. He's like that deep thinker, you know, and Will, he's just that on the fly, off the cuff guy that just talks the way he wants to talk and doesn't care what you think about it. So, and of course, because without saying Joe is pretty awesome at putting all that together. So yeah, definitely a great podcast. One of my faves. All right. You can get more information at their website. LateNightLinux.com. I just unsubscribed so I could subscribe there again. You go. They'll love that. And if you like what you hear on this show, please consider sponsoring us on Patreon. Head on over to patreon.com slash Linux user space. That's patreon.com forward slash Linux user space, all one word. Please follow us on Twitter at Linux user space to get the latest announcements for this show and highlights for things that impact your user space. Dan, will we get to hear about new episodes on our Twitter? Yes, you can. Leo and 
Joe and you and me, we all get on there and we we post all sorts of stuff. But we definitely talk about the the latest episodes. You never know who's going to be replying through that Twitter. Yeah, if, if it's a cheesy tweet, it's probably I not me. I, I like to keep people guessing. <laughs> well, hmm. Did you e-read that? Because no, I, uh, I think Joe e <laughs> e reads. I I I e-readed, I e-deleted, and I e-receded. It was a lot of ease. <sighs> it's all about the ether, man. But it made me giggle, so that's good. And we have our growing Telegram group. Please join us over at linuxuserspace.show slash Telegram to continue the conversation. Lastly, don't forget to rate this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast application and like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. I hear there's confetti that comes down from your phone if you hit five stars. Ooh, nice. Wow, that's <laughs> awesome. I gotta go do it now. You can always get more information at our website, linuxuserspace.show. Leah, it didn't happen. Ah, oh, I was, I was sure. Okay, maybe if you, maybe if you tell your friends, they do it. Maybe, maybe that's oh, you got to turn is. it upside down. Oh. The yeah. confetti's got to fall. It's like right. a chainmail. Oh, come on, just turn it upside we'll have to work down. On that. Yeah. yeah, you get, you get three friends, and then they each get three friends, and then yeah, just supposedly confetti. I don't know. Podcast pyramid scheme. Is that, that what you're saying? Yeah, of course. I like that. Yeah. No, it's multi-level marketing. <laughs> this is App Focus, where we focus on the app. This app, Rofi. What? What? Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. What, what, what even is, is Rofi? Is there a dog in the room? Woof. Yeah. Rofi. Oh, Rofi. Rofi. Rof. Rofi. Yes. I thought so, I ended up in a bar again. Uh, every time, every time, Joe. If you have been needing a launcher, I've been needing a launcher for a very, very long time. I've tried uh, Synapse. I've tried Launcher. I've tried, uh, there were like two or three others out there that I've tried and none of them hit that sweet spot of just launch everything. Rofi hits that sweet spot for me. It is a launcher app for those that are longing for the 90s. At least if you leave it on the stock theme. Yes, that's what it looks like, the 90s. Yeah. 90s is being oh, and it's, generous. And it's beige, too. It's beige like those computers that you would build, right? This was developed oh, on a tandy. It might not right? even be flashy <laughs> yeah. enough for me. <laughs> oh, wow. man. See, well, hold on, hold on. That's some high praise there. Go get the Arthur theme, and it looks modern enough. That Speaking that of I the think. 80s? Did you just say modern enough? Uh, well, I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's got transparency. Eh? Well, that's cool. Eh? That's that's all you need. So I, I bound this to F1 because, I mean, really, how many times have you pressed F1 to ask for help? Yeah, zero. Uh, on accident, maybe. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I bound it to F1. Uh, that will launch it for me where it will do rofi-show space run. And that will get you to what you expect from a launcher. You type in a thing, you hit enter on the thing, and the thing shows up. That's what Rofi does. But it also, it also will launch your SSH sessions. It reads your known hosts file, and it just populates it. So if you have logged into any SSH machine, even before any, any machine with SSH on it, even before you installed Rofi, it knows about it. 
So it will relaunch it for you if you hit that thing. So you, you open up Rofi, you can do control tab and it will cycle through. You'll get SSH, so all of your SSH, and it will get workspaces and windows. So if you've got eight different workspaces with 90 different windows splayed across them, Rofi will help you switch through all of that stuff as well. So it does, it does all the things. It, it ticks all the boxes for me. I really enjoy being able to just think about what I want. A couple of keyboard clicks later, I'm, I'm where I want to be. Now, Joe, I ran into the same issue you did. So I forced you, held you down, moved your fingers for you to install Rofi, and you installed it, and you got some things launched, but you had some issues. So I found that when I uh, installed, what are they, Flatpaks, right? So mm -hmm. on the Flatpaks, it just wouldn't pulling up anything I had installed on Flatpaks. So. Which is weird, because clearly you were holding it wrong, because my Flatpaks showed up. Well, turns out you got to reboot after you install <laughs> some Flatpaks for it to actually see them. But, uh, but yeah, well, at least yeah. that's what we thought. Um, but yes, I, was, I was, had just installed some apps. I thought, man, this thing... This is terrible. It doesn't work at all. It's not finding my apps. What is this for, Leo? So let me tell you, uh, that fix didn't work for me. So everything worked fine on Manjaro. And then it realized I realized later on that I didn't actually have any flat packs installed, if you guys remember back wow. to the earlier point of the episode where I was like, no. <laughs> but the the thing about that was I installed it in Linux Mint as well because I liked it so much and it's in the Ubuntu repository. So sudo apt install Rofi. Done. I have a ton of flat packs installed on Linux Mint. And even after a couple of reboots, I would launch Rofi, hit F1, I would type in Slack, nothing. So I, I actually do not know how to fix this as of right now. I have a workaround, but it's not a true fix. I, I can't just install a flat pack and, and search it and it work. So what I ended up having to do, because Rofi will run commands for you as well. So, you know, that Alt F2 thing that we all have a habit of doing? Rofi does that too. So no need to do that anymore. Uh, I just did the uh, whole Flatpak run com dot slack dot slack thing, and it remembered that. So next time I launch Rofi, I can just type in slack and bingo, bingo. It looks horrible because it looks like Flatpak run com whatever, but it'll still launch the thing for me every single time. So work around, not fully... But it seems like it worked just fine on Manjaro for you, Dan. It did. I don't, I don't know why it worked for me and not for you guys, but I was able to search, and it did show up the weird names, but I didn't have to run it once. It, it still showed up the, you know, com.slack.slack or whatever it is. Do you launch your flat packs manually ever? Not normally. Okay, I was wondering if maybe it was just parsing your history or something nope. like that, but... Interesting. And maybe it had something to do with the the arc menu because I had arc menu installed and I was using oh. that. So maybe that had something to do with it. Not sure. Okay. Yeah, I didn't do a lot of customization to mine. Uh, so it, whatever it was, it was just stock. Hmm. Interesting. So I, I did fix it though, Leo. Oh, wait. How, well, huh? How'd you fix it? Well, it turns out if you just hit the super key and start typing what you want, you get it anyway. <laughs> uh, mm. Wait. Oh, you're you on, did you're, it. That's built into GNOME, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, is say. it is it gnome dash Rofi? There's this button they put it. It's just two away from the space bar, and I mean, I'm I telling you what, you just hit that thing and stuff flies out at you, and you just start typing, and 
and enter like you have your all i'm saying is that when i bind it to f1 i don't have to remove uh my entire hand from the home row i can just pinky it if i need to you know i don't know you gotta you gotta do some weird contortiony stuff to get to the windows key Mm. Mm -mm. i see Mm -mm. really i don't have a windows key i have a super key Oh, that's right. It's not a Windows key. What? No. <laughs> I installed it. I tried it. That's all. That's all I got. You uninstalled it. I mean, <laughs> dude, this, come on. This thing looks like it's from, like Joe said, before the 90s. Like It's, it's a like, tandy, bro. Come on, man. Like If you're going to build a launcher, can't you at least put something into the thought of what it looks like? Yeah, the, the default thing definitely needs some work. I mean, if I go order it online, does it come on like a like a six inch floppy so I can install it? Or yeah, what? actually. What? And you can you can awesome. like after you've installed it, you can use it as a fan for yourself whenever it gets hot. Oh, it's amazing. Will I use it? No. Leo, this is the first one I'm gonna say. Okay. Okay. You've been solid all the way through. I can't. I can't do this. All one. right. I'm sorry. I didn't think it was all that bad. I mean, that's a okay. shock, Dan. That You're you my man, Dan. That, that, that's it. Well, it's an upgrade from LXQT. <laughs> well, no, wait a minute. I don't. This is an application that I probably don't need in most distros, Aww. in most desktop environments. Well, that's because true. They come, they come with a launcher, right? But I did like the fact that it keeps track of your SSH connections because that's something I go back to a lot. And fuzzy search. Now, th- I think one of the biggest reasons I want, I want, or I needed Rofi was because the cinnamon menu doesn't do fuzzy search or anything like that. Uh, so this is a way for me to, yeah, mistype stuff. And and I think searching through your open windows and open workspaces, I, that was kind of neat for me too. Yeah, it, it really it, it it really ties the room together. It brings everything into one window where you can just find all the things on your computer without having to. This menu, that menu, that menu, and that menu, and you can get your stuff. It's it's all together. It's that ugly lamp in the corner of the room. It really it just ties, the room ties together. it all the, yeah. together. I will say, Leo, the functionality, like I really do like the SSH stuff because I have Raspberry Pis, so I would pop it into those. The aesthetics, look, it's just like somebody yeah. just take a paintbrush, just slap a little bit on that puppy and, you know, some lipstick on that pig and, and it'll be... At least like early 2000s. Yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it could use a facelift. 98, maybe Windows 98, something. Yeah. I'm going to keep it around, but I'm probably not going to install it everywhere. Okay. Nice. Well, I'm definitely keeping it because uh, it's pretty good. All right. So we are changing the show. That's it. All right. That's all we got. Stop. Oh, wow. <laughs> Come on. All right. That didn't take long, did it? So on a serious note, we are changing. We're changing the format of the show to the extent of we are going to be trying our distros for a whole month. We are going to have a show like we had last episode where we talk about topics every other week. So every two weeks... We're going to have uh, one show with topics and one show with a distro, which will give us a whole month. Why are we changing it? All right. One of the reasons that why we're changing it is because this will give us more time with the distro. We got two weeks with a distro and that seems like a lot, but when you're doing 
you know, your full-time job during the day and you get family at night and it doesn't always work out to be a lot of time. Okay. So that extra two weeks will give us a ton more time to talk about the distro. We'll also be implementing what we would consider the distro of the month, which that's basically what it's going to come about to be. So our distro of the month is so-and-so, and you guys can follow along with that. Joe, what else does this allow us to do? It allows for a lot. I mean, I think we get to spend some time. We got a lot of good feedback on our last show where we spent some time on topics and things like that. It helps us explore those things. Definitely the time to really get into the nuts and bolts of the distro. I know we we talk about it and you know, we spend time with it. But again, to your point, there's just some times where we just, you want to get into the little nooks and crannies of everything. And, and we gives us a little more time to do that as well. Leo, how many good topics are out there to talk about that weird? We, there's no way we can do it. it once a month doing a show. There's too many things to talk about, dude. All the time. I mean, I, I think that's, that's, we have to make that decision every single time we do a distro. We're like, look, this this awesome thing just happened or this this crazy thing just happened and we really want to talk about it, but we don't have the time to do it. So, yeah, it's the the opposite of the distro shows are are really going to give us that time to talk about these things that really do affect all of the users and the user space. So, Dan, when is the best time to make a change? Well, Right off the bat, see, that's the best time to make a change. <laughs> so, so here we are. <laughs> so here we are. So I hope you guys were comfortable because <laughs> we're ripping out the rug. <laughs> so starting with the next episode that we're going to be doing, we are going to do another episode of fun topics that affect you in the Linux user space, followed by a episode where we talk about our distro of the month, our distro which for this month, the month of September, will be OpenSUSE. Wait a minute. I wasn't consulted about this. This is not fair. <laughs> Too bad. You were overruled. <laughs> Tumbleweed. Tumbleweed. Tumbleweed, yes. yes. Absolutely. Yep. So for the whole month of September, we are going to be diving into OpenSUSE, and we hope you join us with that. We would love to hear some feedback on what you think of these changes. Even if you don't agree with these changes, we'd love to hear it too. Uh, let us know what you think. Thank you, everybody, for listening today. We had such a great conversation. Guys, we talked about Manjaro a lot. Uh, some of it was good, some of it not so good, but uh, what do you think? They're doing good work over there. Definitely ticked all the boxes. We we had a thorough conversation. I enjoyed the conversation. All right. Where can we find you fine folks? You can find me at Jojo underscore fit. You can find me at Leo Chavez. You can find me at KC2BEZ. And you can find me at Big Daddy Linux. Join us in two weeks as we return to the Linux user space. like Rocco's thinking. Is he writing it down? He made me I feel write like it he down. Stopped, he stopped thinking a while back because he's so tired. <laughs> <laughs>
He's just uh, like I share his pain. There. Are you yeah. not reading the doc? I'm typing. Oh, Man, we don't know where you're talking. I was looking at the bottom. We're, we're at the bottom of the dock. You're at the top uh, of the dock. Intro. We finished the show, Rocco. <laughs> hey, Dan, why did all my hyperlinks break? Do we I mean, really not... need them right now, Joe? Well, it looks ugly. No, I guess not. It's fine. If you want to read the URL in the conversation for... Well, you know, there's only so much time in the day, Joe. So It's, it's fine. Oh, Okay. You see how it it, it, un- oh, I see. it unfurled oh, that's terrible everything. Looking, yeah. There's only so many hours in the day, Rocco. You know what I love? Markdown. This show brought to you by Cody MD. <laughs> I can't even read that, dude. Yeah, I copied a section down, and it should have just kept all the formatting. Burn! It's tabs. It's always tabs. That's what I said before. They should have kept the formatting, but everybody told me I was holding it wrong. I, I don't you know what were. you did, Joe. I just copy-paste. Man. Exactly. Son of a gun! Housekeeping. <laughs> Is that a question? Is that a question? Housekeeping? 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 Me fluff your pillow. All right, here we go.